Imagine being in your 40s and seeing worrying signs that maybe that maybe not everything is right with you cognitively. Imagine being 50, 50 and being told by a physician that you have early onset Alzheimer's. And then imagine less than a year later hearing that same physician tell you that you had made a miraculous recovery. He is Pastor Michael Jones. I am John Bradshaw. And this is our conversation. Michael Jones, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate it. Now, let's quickly run over this big picture. You're in your late 40s. And you start, to, you start to see worrying signs that things aren't 100% cognitively. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. At the age of 50, what were you told? I was told that um, I had Alzheimer's and that at some point in my life, I'm going to die um, as a result of that. Okay. We're going to ex- explore that and talk about the emotions and so forth. But just briefly, I mean 50. Some people would call you a kid. Yeah. I mean, some old people, but they'd still call call you a kid. Very Uh, true. What's it like to hear at 50? I mean, otherwise, look at you. You're you're, you're healthy and fit and strong and well. What's it like to hear that news at the age of 50? You know, it was very, um, it hit me pretty good. I'm thinking about my family. I've got my wife. I've got our two boys. One is... Uh, an academy, and one's in um, elementary school. And so those are the things that were um, weighing heavy on my heart. Sure, sure. Uh, okay. And you're looking into the future, and you're saying, obviously, this isn't looking good. It's got to be got to be a little frightening. You know, you would think so. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that really, um, really ministered to me is um, the Bible. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll just be 100% honest with you. The passage that just came to me um, was, um, and now I'm losing it right now. Um, <laughs> Which is interesting. Is. We'll talk about that. That's okay. Okay. Can you find that passage or should we move on? Um, I think we should move on. Okay, but a Bible <laughs> passage came to you. Yes, it'll Gave come you a back. lot of comfort, a lot of assurance. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, but, but so, so 50 years old, you get this diagnosis. Yes. I mean, this, this is a death sentence. Right, 100%. But later, less than a year later, just give me the, 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 the shorthand of what you were told by your physician. It was amazing. He, he asked me um, after just a little while, I was waiting in the, um, the, the doctor's office, and he asks me, and here he comes out 20 minutes later, and he says to me, um, what have you been doing? And... I didn't know quite how to take it. I couldn't tell if it was positive, if it was negative. Oh, sure. And so I just asked him, I said, so well, what do you mean? And he says to me, you scored on this MOCA test um, a 26. What does a 26 mean? So now a 26, well, let me just, the first time that I took the test, I scored a 20. Okay, the highest that you can get is a 30. And is a 20 average or is it not good? Um, 20 is 
pretty low. It can go even lower. Oh, so 20 is low. Yeah. And, and that's an indicator that you had early onset Alzheimer's. For sure. Okay. 100%. Well, what does a 26 mean? 26 is like, well, let me just say this. Here's what he said to me. Um, and I asked him, I said, so this is pretty good. He says, no, you don't understand this. Um, in the Alzheimer's world, this doesn't happen. <laughs> That's okay. a, that was literally what he said to me. Okay, okay. So at 50, it's over. But less than a year later... Nine months even. You had experienced something that in the Alzheimer's world just doesn't happen. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're, you, are, you are diagnosed as having early onset Alzheimer's. And, and I, I'm going to say Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's, but yeah. we just deal with that. <laughs> That's uh, all right. And less than a year later... You are doing way, you're doing so well, this never happens. Okay, so you'd been doing something. We're not going to talk about this yet, but we are going to talk about it. You've made a stunning recovery from Alzheimer's. Although just a moment ago, you said, oh, oh, I can't find that Bible verse. So we're going to talk about just exactly where you are. But it's a remarkable story Mm. of an amazing, one might say miraculous recovery. So let's get back to that. First, I want to talk about you. Okay. Who is this man sitting in front of me? So you are a pastor. I am. Where where were you born and raised, or raised at least? I was born and raised um, in California. Okay. My dad was in the military, and I I was born on Travis Air Force Base. Oh, there we go. Yep. And then we went to the Philippines. All right. And then came on back to the States, Uh and um, dad stayed in Rapid City, South Dakota. Oh, South Dakota. And that's where he retired. Uh, All right, right. So South Dakota was home for a good many years. Yes. Okay. And in South Dakota, you're a good church-going boy, or what did life look like? No. Here's what I'll tell you. Um, I tell people I can't believe I'm a Christian, let alone a pastor. Oh, tell me why. Um, I didn't grow up that way. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I... um, it was interesting. Our parents would send us to school. I mean, to um, to Sunday school. Oh, they would. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And but um, a lot of parents will do that. They won't go themselves, but they'll send you. It's good. It's good for you. They know it's good for you. They want to teach you some morals and right, so forth. Right. That was kind of your family's orientation. Yeah, that's exactly okay. how it was. But now I loved going, and here's the reason why. Are you ready for this? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same reason I love going. <laughs> because they had donuts. Oh, that's not why I love going. There wasn't a donut ever brought into our church. Yeah. Donuts. Yeah. I'm surprised that church wasn't packed full of young guys. Right, right. But this, this wasn't ad- Adventist. Um, this was just, again, they had a church on the base. Yeah. And so uh, that's where I went to. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. The, the, the donut church. Yes. Okay, yeah, that would get me too. So you went to church, but uh, did, that, did that habit stick? No, that no. nothing stick but those donuts. And then yeah. I moved on, and I, I grew up. And, um, what did you move on to? I moved on to high school. Yeah. Then I moved to college, played college football, and, and Division what, I. What kind, of, what kind of, we'll get back to that. Okay. What kind of, what kind of kid were you? I mean, were you a your bad kid or just a normal kid? I think I was pretty normal. I was a pretty, pretty good kid. Good, pretty good kid, but the mischief wasn't beyond you. Uh, no, it wasn't. Okay. okay, now hold on a second. You played Division One football. Yeah. Where'd you play? University of Wyoming. Oh, that's not nothing. Yeah. They got a quarterback from the University yeah. of Wyoming right now who's burning out the NFL. He is. So, so you went to Wyoming. What position did you play? When I first started, I was a receiver. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and then like a receiver. Coach said to me um, at one point, he says, you know, you're, you're a good hustler. You work hard. But, um, I know what's coming. Know <laughs> you, what's coming. Can, you understand, right? Yeah, yeah. I know what's and coming. he says to me, um, you're not good enough to be um, a wide receiver at this level. Oh. 
And so, again, that was a hurt pride. You don't want to hear that. No, you don't. Yeah. And so eventually, though, here's what he says. I think you would be good at a tight end. Oh, tight end. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so, crazy enough, um, I ended up getting a little bit bigger and working out. And my junior and senior year, um, I weighed 240 pounds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Projected to be, a, 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 what, a fifth-round uh, draft pick. You were, is that so? Yeah. Okay, so let me just ask a couple of those little fanboy <laughs> questions. Sure. Did you play against anybody whose name we might recognize? Yeah. What was the guy? Um, man, this is, I may not remember their yeah, names. Yeah, all right. Though. All right. I will um, forgive you that given what you've been through. But you played against some notable players. Oh, for sure. And, and now, now you were projected to go in the fifth round. Yeah. But you didn't. Well, yeah, because when you're a tight end and you're only six foot two, right? They they look at you as a, a tweener. Yeah, they want you to be six four, six five. Well, even if bigger, you can, even if you're six, yeah, they do want you to be bigger. But yeah. even if you are six two, they're looking at does he have amazing speed? Uh huh. Or does he have um, amazing strength? Right. Because if you have amazing speed or amazing strength, they're still going to look at you. Right. So I'll give you an example of what amazing strength is. Yeah. We had a guy on our team. He bench pressed um, 225 pounds. No, 200, yeah, 225 pounds. Sure. And he did it 40 times. Okay, he was a strong lad. Yes. Yeah. So when I did it, I stepped up to the, the mic, and I did it 18 times. That's not... Right. Hey, that's pretty good. It is. But it's not 40. No, no. I think, I think we forget that these guys who make it to the, to the elite level, if we're going to call it that, to professionals, they're, they're, they're very special. It's you know, very they're, true. They're very strong, very big, very fast. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not like me. They are <laughs> abnormal. Yeah, it's I'm, very true. I'm yep. maybe normal. So, but, but you didn't go. So, so you were around and, you, and you, were, you just didn't go in the draft or did something else happen? So I ended up going to play in a Canadian league. Okay. Yeah. And um, did well for a little bit on the tryouts. Yeah. And uh, after a while, I was, um, it didn't work there either. Okay. Yeah. See, see and, and I want to double back around and say this because I'm, I'm fascinated. I mean, there's, there's a certain glamour about professional sports. Yeah. But let's be honest, man. Very few people get in there and survive spiritually. It's a one-way street. It, it's, it's not good usually for a person's relationship with God. It can be a very difficult environment. So I'm not going to extend a whole lot of sympathy towards you for missing out. <laughs> but I am, I am going to ask you this question. Yeah. So in many professional contact sports, rugby, uh, football in this country, mm -hmm. uh, we're dealing now with the after effects of head knocks and concussions. Right. Could your diagnosis of early outs onset Alzheimer's, could it have been related to the knocks you took when you were playing football? You know, it's interesting you're bringing this out because um, with my early onset Alzheimer's, there, we've learned um, that there are six types of Alzheimer's, and mm. one of them has to deal with what you just brought up. Mm. But I will, this is the thing with me, I, um, I've never been diagnosed with a concussion. Oh, okay, okay. So I yeah. don't think that's... So probably not. Yeah. Yeah, but if you had, if you are one of these guys who got knocked around and got concussed a lot... You'd be, you may be looking at that oh, as, as a potential cause. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've got a couple of things here. We've got a guy yeah. playing professional football in Canada, but we have the same fellow who became a pastor. Yeah, 
you got to connect the dots here. <laughs> connect some dots for me. Absolutely. And, 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 and just to reiterate, we are here talking about your amazing journey to and out of Alzheimer's. I say out of guardedly, but we'll, we'll, we'll dig deeper yeah, into that. So, absolutely. So you had a diagnosis of Alzheimer's that, that has been an amazing recovery. So how do you get to ministry? What happened? Well, after everything was done with football, I, uh, I finished up one more year and became a teacher. Okay. Yeah, so I taught for six years. Yeah? And in, in the Dakotas? Started out in um, Wyoming. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Cheyenne, because that's yeah. where I was there. Yeah. And then afterwards, two years back in my hometown. Yeah. And then two more years in Colorado. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But being a teacher, I mean, you got to being a pastor. So, so, so tell me. So here's, there's a little bit more. So my sister became um, an Adventist before I did. And she kept on asking me to do Bible studies. And I was like, oh, no, Ginger, get away, get away. And so she kept on asking me. And so for three years, I kept on saying no. And so here's the beauty of my sister. She changed her canvas, and she says this to me. Hey, Michael, how about um, you come and see the girls? Now, she's got, I've got two nieces that are just beautiful. One is, at the point, at the time, one was nine months old, and the other one was three years old. Beautiful. <laughs> so there I go. That got you. Yes, yeah. got me completely. And so I went in, in the house, played with my sweet nieces. And, um, but you know how it is. At three years old, the batteries don't last very long. Or nine months old, the batteries don't last yeah, very long. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And so she goes and puts them to bed. And then she comes back with this big grin looking at me, and she says, Hey, Michael, how about we do a Bible study now? And I said, Oh, my goodness. She got me. Yeah. So, so you, you had the Bible study? So what happened after the Bible study? Well, I'll just tell you, it literally changed my life. And we didn't even get completely into the Bible study. So my brother-in-law then steps in, and he says this. He says, um, where are you at with God and religion? And I said, well, mm, I'm not really interested. People hate, people kill, and people are prejudiced, and they do it all in the name of God. I want nothing to do with mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, what my brother-in-law told me next literally changed my whole life. What did he tell you? Here's what he said to me. He says, Michael, the most important thing is you and your relationship with Jesus. And I was like, wow. I mean, I had never heard anything like that. Yeah. See, my whole life, I was looking at people. Right. And here's what he said to me. You need to look at the person of Jesus That's Christ. Right. That's right. That's right. And that's right. brother, let me tell you, I go, I go telling this to everybody yeah. because that's, that's where my whole life changed literally in that one moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like saying, well, I, I, I don't want to live in France or Germany or whatever, because there are so many people there that are hypocrites. Right. Well, I mean, sure. But, you know, that, that's everywhere. Exactly. People are people. So bring this down to, to, to somehow you entered ministry. Wait, how did that happen? You know, I, um, I continued. I was still teaching. Yeah. And um, I became Adventist. And I, 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 there's this family that took me underneath their wings. And uh, it just, I just, at one point, I, I came to the family on a, on a Wednesday. We had something going on in their home. And, man, I just was in tears. And I said to... Um, I can't even remember her name now, but uh, this sweet dear sister. And I, I said to her, 
like I've I've got to learn. I've I've, I've got to go somewhere where I can teach people about Jesus. There you go. Amen. And that's that was where it started. Literally. It. Yeah. How did you enjoy pastoral ministry? Oh, loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And what states of the country did you did you pastor in? Um, we were in Minnesota for quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Also in um, in fact. Most our our full time uh, was in Minnesota, and then here in uh, Georgia. In Georgia, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then before that, we did Bible work. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, that's just about the greatest work you can yeah, do. Yeah, it is wonderful. Okay, we're going to go fast forward. Okay, so secular upbringing with a little bit of church back there, a sister who studied the Bible with you, other people who influenced you. Um, you became a pastor. You moved to Georgia. Mm-hmm. things started to change. That is for you cognitively. Yeah. What did you notice that caused you to wonder if things were going on? Were there any, any early warning signs for you? You know, there was. Um, you know, I can remember this, this, wow, it's like etched in my mind. I remember one day I was getting ready for church and... Um, my wife's in bed, and I'm getting up, and I'm getting dressed, getting closed, everything. And I, I grab my tie, and I couldn't remember how to put my tie on. This is probably about maybe two, two and a half years ago. Uh-huh. And I just was like, so literally for 10 minutes, I'm like, what's going on? And I couldn't put my tie on. And so after 10 minutes, I literally, brother, I literally said, God, I need your help right now. And I kid you not, it came right back to me. Well, just like that? Just like that. Okay. I ran out of the house and said to myself, wow, what just happened? And did you think about that a lot afterwards? Did you play that back or did you just move on? You know, I just, I just moved on. You did? Yes. Yeah. Four months later, I, said to, I told my wife about the whole story. She got me into the hospital. She got me into um, uh, labs and all kinds of things. Right away. Right away, brother. As soon yeah. as I told her about yeah. it. Yeah, okay. And I tell you, man, like, our wives, they're a rebuke to us. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear you say amen out there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and such a blessing because, you know, we just go on in our way and, and the Lord put those special people in our lives to oh. keep us pointing in the right direction. That's right. So what did the tests, the, those earlier tests reveal? You know, the earlier test, they, they um, were thinking maybe, because I did a, um, a sleep study. Okay, okay. So they thought maybe Parkinson's. Oh. Yeah. And so we didn't know what to think about that. Yeah. And, um, and then, so that was what they were thinking no, in the beginning. You, you, no one said at any time, it's nothing, you're fine. Yeah, I've had several people say that. Oh, yeah? I've had several people even in the church who said, oh, no, you don't have Alzheimer's. Oh, really? Just because it's, it's me. It's, it's Pastor Michael. Couldn't possibly be you. Right. There's right. no way you have that. Because it always happens to somebody else. Yes. Yeah. So you continued down this line, I guess, of, of pursuing uh, medical treatment or a diagnosis. Yes. And there were some things that had happened... Even when I was in the pulpit, yeah, you know, I would, uh, I would start like my papers, right? You set them up on the pulpit, and sometimes I, I was just messing with them, and I couldn't get a, a grip on everything, and 
And it was an awkward thing. You know how a, a pause, right? A pause mm-hmm. is a good thing as a pastor. Yeah, and a bad when, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it can be a bad thing when it's too long. That's right. And so some of those things came into place as well. Is that right? So, so in the pulpit, you started to get disoriented and couldn't figure out where your notes were meant to be and, and, and so forth. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you about that day the doctor said you have early onset Alzheimer's. I'm glad you're here. Here's Michael Jones. I'm John Bradshaw. More from our conversation in just a moment, brought to you by It Is Written. You know that at It Is Written, we are serious about studying the Word of God, and we encourage you to be serious as well. Well, here's what you do if you want to dig deeper into God's Word. Go to itiswritten.study for the It Is Written Bible Study Guides online. 25 in-depth Bible studies that will take you through the major teachings of the Bible. You'll be blessed, and it's something you'll want to tell others about as well. itiswritten.study. Go further. itiswritten.study. Welcome back to Conversations brought to you by It Is Written. My guest is Pastor Michael Jones, who at the tender age of 50 was given news he did not expect to receive, and that is that he had early onset Alzheimer's. Getting a diagnosis like that, we discussed it a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. by the time you got it, did, did you think, by the time you got the diagnosis, were you aware that you had an actual, what I'm going to call a problem? Yeah, I, yeah. I felt something. Yeah, I could tell that there was something going on. Um, hey, describe that to me. What were you experiencing? It happened in the pulpit again. Okay. I was in the pulpit preaching. Things were going well. Now, by this time, I, I was telling you about the papers earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, by this time, I'm using my wife's iPad. Okay. Because that was, I couldn't, that was too much. Yeah. And so I'm on the iPad, and there's this word that I'm looking at, and I just couldn't make I couldn't make sense of it. Ooh, and it was right. probably for like, I mean, it was, it was a while. It was, it was pause plus. Yeah, yeah. So to you, it felt like an eternity. Oh, yeah. To the people in the congregation, they're thinking, this is, this is not normal. Yeah, what's going on? Okay. Was there a moment, maybe that was it, was there a moment that you said, okay, I really have a problem? I mean, the tie, you, you could explain that away yeah. if you wanted to. Like, yeah. oh, that was weird. What was that? Yep. But was there a moment that you go, okay, I just have to admit, this is a problem. Yeah. Yeah? That one, the one that I just told you, that, that was one it. There, that was it. You were that convinced. was it. Yeah. In fact, um, yeah, that one literally changed everything. The next morning I woke up and uh, I, just, I, I was deep in prayer with God talking about, like, God, there's something going on. I don't know what it is. I was impressed to get on the Internet. And then I said, well, what are the indications of Alzheimer's? Right. I, what are the top ten? And, man, I had eight of them. Oh, ouch. And I just felt like, okay, so this is this. And then I called my cousin because I knew that my auntie had um, Alzheimer's. And so we started talking then, and I was like, okay, there's, there's something more to this. That's interesting. So it's in your family. That's yeah. interesting. Hey, let me ask you about your family. Mm -hmm. So you're the one who's looking down the barrel at Alzheimer's and affecting the rest of your life. But you're not alone in this. You have a wife. Yeah, I got a wife. Got two boys. Yeah. So what's your wife thinking? My husband may have dementia. Uh, That's pretty scary when you're way too young. I mean, if you were mid to late 70s or 80s or something, you know, it's far more common then. 
Right. What's she experiencing? You know, she is uh, she's amazing. Let me first set that that right away. She's just been she's been my rock in yeah. in, in so much of it. Um, but again, I think when I told her, you know, after that four months at what had happened, yeah. I think she was like, okay, we've got to get him going. Yeah. And so she just, I mean, brother, she was just on it. And nice. your, your, your boys, were they aware there was anything wrong with dad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I got a little bit different, you know. I, I, for, for a season, I mean, um, I was pretty rough and gruff with the boys. And I didn't even recognize oh, it. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Yeah, and they're not used to that coming from dad, so they're no. realizing there's something cha- something changing around yeah, here. Yeah. At some stage, you had to have realized, I'm probably not going to be able to carry on as a pastor. Right. How did that affect you? You know, I, I, I it was just, uh, it was an interesting ride. Was there any one thing that hit you hardest? I'm not able to do this now. Was there one thing or were there two things above others that really impacted you? You know, just the point, I think the, the point that um, I probably wasn't going to be going into pastor, yeah. pastoral ministry yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just kind of a... Now your calling has been pulled away from you. Yeah. yeah. Had to be tough. Right. Okay. So you're diagnosed with mm-hmm. early onset Alzheimer's. That's that. And cognitively, you're doing this. Yes. You're declining. Uh, I don't know how, how slow, but we're on a downward gradient. Oh, now. there's, yeah, no you're doubt. Going down the hill. You can see it. You can say, wow, I'm worse today than I was two months ago. You're experiencing that. Right. Were you experiencing that? Oh, yeah. That was happening. You can, you're aware of your own decline. Your wife is witnessing it. Mm-hmm. Your kids are witnessing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. We said at the beginning that you scored a 20. It's pretty, it's, it's bad. But then you came back and you scored a 26. 30 is really, really good. 26 is good. Yeah. And the doctor said, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Yeah. So... It appeared you have reversed the decline and you've started to improve. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say this first. Your experience won't be the same as everybody else's. That's right. The fact that you've experienced improvement isn't a guarantee for anyone. I want to be very, very clear mm-hmm. about that. But it does offer hope for people who are in your situation. That's right. Absolute hope. Okay. What did you do? I'll tell you. We, this was the, at the time when the um, NAD had the pastor's meetings. Yeah. Um, and so I was there, and I started talking to some people, and they were telling us about it can be reversed. And we had never heard of that, my you wife never and heard I. heard that? No. Okay. And so we're there at the, the meetings with the pastors, and um, several pastors were telling us about this. So we leave you know, the, the pastoral meeting and everything, and everybody goes their separate ways. And so we got in touch with some friends who told us about that, that we could go to an Alzheimer's um, boot camp. And so that was the start of the reversal that we're talking here about. Wow, okay. So, so what the have you do? Um, it was a five-day um, Alzheimer's boot camp. Yeah, okay. And um, they just talked about 
the importance of food. Yes. They talked about exercise. Uh-huh. They talked about sleep. Right. Um, and just good um, things that we probably should be doing. Probably th- things everybody should be doing anyway. Yeah, okay. exactly. Now, you didn't turn this around in five days. I don't know anybody. No. Think, but that was like the crash course. Want to teach you what you can do to help yourself. Yes. Okay. 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 That's what it was. Okay. And this isn't quackery. No. Or is it? No. No. This, this, is, this isn't run by the crazies. No, these Some are... Some people in a commune on a mountaintop <laughs> who eat funny and don't shower. This is, this, is, this is medical? We're talking medical? Oh, yeah. These are medical doctors. Okay. Okay. Medical okay. doctors. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about how you found the program you found and how you were shepherded through that and what you did. Tell okay. Me about that. So one of the things we found out was this guy's name, Dale Bredesen. Okay. And um, so we started reading his book, and this is the book. That's the book right there. Right here, yeah, The okay. End of Alzheimer's. There it is. I mean, how exciting is to hear something like that, right? Yeah. And so my wife and I, we got excited, brother. You, did, did you, you didn't worry, oh, this could be a setup or false hope? You, no. You, no, okay. So you no. dived into this believing that there was light at the end oh, of the yeah. tunnel. Because of the people who we talked to. Okay. Um, we believe them. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and you'd spoken to people who'd experienced reversal? No. Oh, you hadn't? No. I've just heard from others okay. that it was possible. Yeah. But I haven't heard of anybody. Yeah. But, but, but somebody who's told as a young man, you have early onset Alzheimer's. You, you, if you've got any brains, you're going to throw yourself at something that offers you hope. Absolutely. And particularly as this isn't cranky. You didn't have to go to another country and attend a clinic with no, strange treatments. None of that stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the, what Dr. Bredesen advocates. And again, I want to be very clear. Yeah. I do, I do not want to even intimate that we're saying this will work for everybody. That's right. Um, <clears throat> different bodies react differently, different treatments. Uh, uh, the disease one person has, though it's the same disease as another person, it may not work precisely the same in right. each context. So we want to be clear, but it has helped you immensely, and therefore, hopefully, it may help others. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so some of the things that we learned is um, first, I just want to maybe set it like steps to Christ, right? Okay. Um, Thirteen principles sure. within that that, that book that, that she writes, book. that beautiful book. Yeah. And so I'm looking at um, steps to Alzheimer's. Okay, sure. And so here's what I discover: um, no sugar. Right. Okay. I've heard that. Yep. Number yeah. two. Yeah. Um, uh, exercise. Hey, pause. By no sugar, you mean what? Well, because you know, I know people who drink, who, who eat no sugar, and they they drink soda every other day, <laughs> but they would never eat. You know, they're cutting back on their sugar. No sugar means no sugar. No sugar. Or just really cutting back. What does it mean? It means no sugar. But okay. again. Everybody's who they are. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? And yeah, we're talking no added sugar. You can eat an apple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, fruits and vegetables yeah. is, is really the ideal thing, and that's what I did for nine months. Okay, okay. Exercise. Yeah. What does that mean? That means getting in the gym, working out, walking, running. Okay, okay. Yeah. N- normal stuff. Normal stuff. But exercise yes okay not, yeah. not like many of us who either don't exercise or would agree that exercise is a great idea but we hardly do it you're pursuing exercise I yeah mean, i don't want to overstate that but you mean active exercise program yeah, absolutely okay. Okay. so before i was doing the exercise i weighed 200 and maybe 20 pounds okay something like that right yeah 
After those nine months that I just spoke about, yeah. I got down to 180 pounds. Ooh, okay, that's 40 pounds. It's a lot of weight. That's good, yeah. And I didn't like the way that I looked. <laughs> I kid you not, brother. I'm like, okay, we've got to make a change now. Yeah. And you did. I did. Well, congratulations. It's yeah. a great change. Yeah. yeah. And so, again, I was motivated by my dad who has Alzheimer's. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Your dad has Alzheimer's. Yeah, that's one of the and things. An, and an aunt. And an aunt. Is the aunt his sister? Yep, they're siblings. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay, so it's, I'm just seeing this in the family here. It is. So, yeah. And again, I have another uncle who passed away from it Okay. as well. Which is interesting, man, because <laughs> you are told you have Alzheimer's, and you can look at people in your family and say, that's where I'm headed. Yeah. That's sobering. It was. Yeah. It was and, very and, sobering. And provides you with the motivation to do something about it. That's right. Okay. Sugar exercise. What else? And then um, sleep. Sleep. For the last 18 years, um, I've been waking up at 4 o'clock. By choice? Um, you know, <laughs> it, it was. It was? It was. Yeah. It was. Not getting enough sleep, though. Not, not getting enough sleep. Were you aware during those 18 hours that you're cutting things too close? Were you aware of that, or did it just feel normal to no, you? No, it was just normal. No. Yeah. So how many hours of sleep a night would you be getting? Five, six? Yeah, something. Along those lines? Yeah. And what do the experts tell you you should get? Seven to eight. Okay. Seven to eight. Good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So you started getting your seven, eight hours sleep. I, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I, I've been, I started it. It took a little while. I probably took... Probably three to five months to really get in a groove and be serious about it. Yeah. You know, same thing with the food okay. and all of that. It, okay. And it, that's it, good it, to it, know. It, it, it takes a while. So it's, you were human enough that, that, that it, it took a, there was, there was a gradual process. Absolutely. Okay. okay. I mean, like nine months, like, yeah. the, you know, that whole thing. And okay. It, so it's good to know that that's okay. One, right. One need not master it overnight. Yeah. And same okay. thing with the sugar. I mean, I didn't. I still don't think I have sugar mastered you yeah, know, right okay. now. I'm just being honest. Because it's everywhere. Yes, it is. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You buy a box of cereal, many of them you might as well be buying a box of candy. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's right. Crazy. It is. So, okay. So that's just, listen, you were told you had early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. And then you were told by the doctor, in fact, are you still seeing that doctor? Um, he's the one who said, you don't need to come see me anymore. The doctor said that to me. That's exactly what he said. Don't come back. He says, there's no need for you to come back because what you're doing works. And he said, stick with it. Wow. Okay, so what you're doing is exercising, which is pretty normal. Yes. You, uh, you cut sugar, as, I mean, as far as possible from your diet. You got more sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, are there more legs on the stool? There's one more a- that I think that we don't usually talk about, and that, is that is... Um, communion. What was that so? Dr. Bredesen talks about that? No, I talk about that. Oh, okay. I just bring that out. You think that's an important I one? I think it's huge. Yeah. And here's the reason why. Why? When I started going to the gym, I had a group of people that I, that were, that was my community. Yep. And so I got to know probably, I bet 10, 15 guys. Yeah. And we talk, we pray together. Oh, Yeah. We're, yeah, it, it, it's been amazing. There's been so many, yeah, just, it's been wonderful. Okay. So that, that community part, I believe, is, is huge because most of us pastors, we're isolated. That's true, you know. It's very true, brother. You're, you're the center of a congregation, 
And yet you can be absolutely isolated. Yes. And that's what I discovered in my ministry. Yeah. And you know what? I tell you what. A lot of uh, church members will be surprised to hear that. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, we do. I mean, we love our church members. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, absolutely. And some of them love us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that it's very isolating. Yeah, it is. You, you, just for a number of reasons that for us are pretty easy to understand. And again, we'll think about it. We, we, we connect with them. Um, you know, once. I mean, we don't do it always once a week. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, two, yeah, three. Yeah. I mean, but maybe, but mostly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that um, that community component is huge. Vital, huh? Yeah. So those are the three that I learned from Bredesen, and I just threw in this yeah. community part. Yeah, because for you, that's been really significant. Yeah, I, I've just seen the blessing yeah. of connecting. Yeah. Okay. So going back. You were experiencing the decline of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so if I were to ask someone in your congregation, or was Pastor Michael like, they would say, would they say, oh, we hardly noticed? Or they would say, oh, yeah, it was noticeable. I would think they'd say that it was noticeable. Okay, okay so. I would, for sure. So you, and I don't blame them. Right. <laughs> no, but it was noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if a guy walks in with a broken leg and he's got it in a cast, that's noticeable. Yes, sir. For them, your challenge was was discernible. Yeah. Okay, okay. And so, you, again, we were at a point where, you know, what should we do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what were your options as someone who had Alzheimer's? What did the medical people say? Well, here's what your options are. What do they hold out to you as a possible way forward? Brother, this is what they said to me, the doctor. Okay? So when we first were waiting for him, he comes out and he says with this loud voice, boisterous, right? And he says, you have Alzheimer's. That's what he says. And so then my wife sitting right next to me, she says to him, will you tell him what that means? And he didn't want to say anything. Really? And she says it again. Tell him what that means. What did he say? And this is what he says. That means that your brain is going to um, atrophy, and at some point, you're going to die because of Alzheimer's. At some point? Did he dare give you a time frame? No. 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 Just at some point. Yep. At some point, you're going to die because of this. Death sentence. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In a moment, I want to ask you about the journey back and the incredible progress you made. And we're going to talk to you about the fact that things aren't perfect. Right. But they're a whole lot better than they've been. Amen. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. This is Conversations brought to you by It Is Written. I'm speaking with Pastor Michael Jones, and we'll be back with more of this remarkable story in just a moment. It's one of the most challenging books in the Bible. Why do hard challenges come? Why does God allow difficulty and distress? And what's going on behind the scenes in a world filled with suffering and sorrow? Our ongoing series, Great Characters of the Bible, continues with a look at the life of Job, a man described by God as perfect and upright, yet afflicted by a devastating illness. Some of the most difficult questions people have deal with the God who permits suffering. Yet the Bible presents logical, accessible answers that make sense and grow your faith in the God of heaven. Struggling to find answers, his integrity attacked by his friends and questioned by his wife, Job's journey into the depths of anguish provides answers for everyone. 
and presents a clear picture of the character of God. Don't miss Great Characters of the Bible, Job. Brought to you by It Is Written TV. Welcome back to Conversations brought to you by It Is Written. My guest is Pastor Michael Jones. Told at 50, you have Alzheimer's and you're going to die from it. But then you got on a program where you adopted some pretty straightforward, simple lifestyle changes. Yeah. What did you start to experience in terms of improvement and when? Well, that's a good question. Um, It probably took four, five, seven months, somewhere in there. Before you started to see improvement? Yeah. Okay, okay, hit the pause button. Let me ask you about that. So you're, you're, you're eating, you've stopped eating cotton candy, and you're, <laughs> you're not staying up till 2.30 in the morning anymore, and you're out jogging and, and pushing weights in a gym with your 10 or 15 new friends. Yeah. And you'd been doing that for four months, and there'd been no change. Was there a time that you attempted to say, well, this ain't helping? Why no. should I do this? No? No. Why not? Probably because of what I've known from exercising when I was in football. Okay, so you knew it was good. Yeah. You are just going to do it anyway. It just, you just have to keep pushing through. Okay. And you're experiencing losing weight. Right. So Okay, okay. So you never thought about quitting? No. Okay. But after several months, a light goes on. T- t- tell me what one of those lights were, one of those changes. You discovered what? Well, it. how do I say this? The way that I knew that things were good was through my family because they could recognize it before that I can. Okay, interesting. Yeah, tell me about that. So um, I remember when when Tristan, our youngest son, said to me, um, I can tell that um, you're getting better. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he says, "Um, just the way that you're talking. Because you said a few moments ago, that as you were declining, you started to get a little less, become a little more impatient with the kids. Yeah. And they noticed that there'd been a turnaround. Yeah. Well, that's a lovely thing to hear from you. It was yeah. very yeah. much. And yeah. I kept on hearing that more and more. Yeah. And, and then I started seeing certain things. Like, like, for example, like in order for me to, um, especially in the early parts, yeah. in order for me to um, remember something, I literally had to stop where I was. Yep. And I had to go back, and then I could go again. Okay, okay. You mean go back in your mind or go back physically, go back to the other room? I had to go back physically to know what I was doing. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's so many of us right now going, that happens to us all the time. Yeah. What did I walk into this room for? You walk out to the other room, you go, oh, now I remember. And it's it's not really very funny. Um, So you were having to do that before. Oh, man, I was doing that. Every day, all the time. Oh, is that right? All the time. That could be frustrating. Yeah, it was. But one day you walk from the living room to the kitchen and you thought, I need to grab my teacup. And you didn't forget. Didn't forget. And did you say, look at me. (laughs) Absolutely. Just like that. Really? Told my wife and she saw it and yeah, it was pretty amazing. I imagine it had to be exhilarating. Oh, it was. It was. But so, it takes time. Yeah, but the sharpness started coming back. Yeah. Give me another example, something that, something that came back. Another one, um, when it came back, was um, my sleeping. 
Okay. The sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I would, it would take a while to sleep, and then um, it was just in, I was just in sync, in sync, getting good eight, nine hours of sleep, and it was just, and then I could just feel it. I mean, things were just getting better. Is that so? So you could, you could feel it. Yeah. Had to feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, talk with me about your relationship with God. Um, we both know that God could have prevented it. Right. We both know that God in infinite wisdom chose not to. Mm-hmm. But you're in your late 40s and you realize you're declining and you're told at 50, you, in, a, in a boisterous fashion, you have Alzheimer's. Did you ever look towards heaven and go, you have let me down? Did you ever have that conversation with God? Not once. No? Why do you think you didn't, given that we both know, you had church members who have. Yeah. We both know that people frequently have that conversation. Why did you not? I think it comes back to what my brother-in-law told me. Remind us what he told you. He said to me when I first became, when I had that Bible study with yes. him, uh, he asked me, um, where are you with God and everything? Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm not interested. And he told me, Michael, That's the most right. important thing is you and your relationship with Jesus. Look to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you, so you held on to that? 100%. You didn't get bitter with Jesus? Not even. No? No. Well, that's fantastic. No. I, um, in fact, I just, I talked with him more. Yeah. Yeah? You know, I, and again, I pray, but then there's this relationship where like, when Jesus was in the in walking with him in the morning, and so like, I walk with him all the time. Right. I mean, he's been so good to me. Yes, he's been good to you. He's been very good. He. So listen, you've had Alzheimer's, and you say he's been good to me. Wouldn't he have been better if he didn't permit the Alzheimer's, or you don't see it that way? Take your time, it's okay. You're able to say, he has been so good to me, in spite of what you've been through, and your family's been through. He's literally just closer. You know, we had that um, quarterly about the crucible. Mm -hmm, Sure. And I was right in the midst of it. That's right, you would have been. And he just walked with me. So let me ask you this. Has your relationship with God been enhanced by this experience? Yeah. Yeah. There's a passage, 1 Peter 5.10. That's it. Yeah, I've got a Bible here. 1 Peter 5.10. Okay, where is that? Go ahead, read that. You know, one of the things that um, hasn't come back is a lot of my... My vision. Yeah. 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 I'm going to talk to you about that in just a moment. Okay. Let me find this here. Verse 10. Here it is. Oh. But the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus. Now, after you have suffered a while, mm-hmm. he will make you perfect, strengthen, and establish you. Mm. So it wasn't before. It's after you suffer. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? It is. And so I've, I've held on to that. Yeah. 
Did you some f- did you feel along the way like you were suffering? Is that a word you would use? Yeah. Yeah, it felt that way, huh? It it, it did, but I also realized that there are people who suffer way much more than uh, I do. Of course, sure. You know, oh, like yeah. I'm. Yeah, yeah, but still, you know, you can you can only go through your own experience. That's right. And being told that your brain is going to atrophy to the place you're going to die. That's pretty heavy duty. It is, and yeah, it was. Yeah, but the light started to come back on. Yeah, and you started you started to regain some of what the locusts had eaten. Oof, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and God has been faithful. He has. But I want to ask you. You're not back at a hundred percent. Yeah. So, what's still missing, and and what's life like with that deficit you have, whatever it looks like? What do you still What do you still struggle with today? Um, I'm still pushing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not stopping. I'm, I'm just keeping pushing. Yeah, where are you finding though? You're not back to a hundred percent. Where is that? Where are the gaps in your experience today? Um, probably a little bit in the sugar area. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm not quite sure. No, no. So early on, we yes. had a thing about. Oh, sorry, I can't remember that. Yeah, and you know that you're not back to a hundred percent function. Yeah, but I mean you're pressing up towards that. So where are the gaps? Oh, I see. Okay, so some of them are um, in my speech. Yes, your speech sounds good to me. What do you mean by that? Well, I don't know. Then maybe I'm just self-conscious or something. Okay, but you notice it. Yeah. All right. So if, yeah. if you notice it, it's there. Okay. And then another thing is that when we were in Minnesota. I had a what they call a co-infection with Lyme's disease. Oh, okay. And so that would pro- that's what's um, probably I'm dealing with my eyes. Oh, is that so? Yeah. So I, I rarely read. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So well, like, what, what, what do you experience when you try to read? It's just very, um, I don't know, my eyes just strain. Oh, is that so? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Is that, is, that, is that an Alzheimer's thing or more the Lyme disease thing? It's both. In fact, um, Dr. Bredesen yes. talks about how that happens. Oh, interesting. And so what's amazing, they were able to find out on the labs here in Georgia that back in Minnesota, I had Lyme disease. It's, it's a co-infection. Yeah. And when they found that out, that that was a significant finding for them. Yes. Yeah. Huge. Okay. And so um, I'm still I'm taking supplements right now to all right to deal with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you forgetful? Um, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's still there. Now, many of us are forgetful because we're not getting any younger, and right. because forgetful is kind of part of life for some people. But you notice, you do, do you ever do that? Ah. And notice that that's a hangover from before? Yeah. Yeah, you do? Mm-hmm. There's is some it, of that. Does, does it annoy you? No. Does it bug you? You're just used to it? No. Okay. I just, I'm just keeping pressing on, knowing yeah. that, that God's going to keep growing me. Yeah. And your wife, she's seen this, this remarkable comeback that yeah. you've made. And it must, it must overjoy her and your boys. Uh, yeah. Amazingly. Now, if I were to ask them, so what do you notice about dad, your boys, or, or your right. husband, if I spoke to your wife? That's not the same as, say, five years ago. What would they notice? What would they say, yeah, there's this little area where he's still got some recovery to make? What would they notice? Um, Dad isn't probably as fun as he used to be, (laughs) I'll be honest. I don't recognize it, but that's, I would think. 
Now, what do you mean by that? Is that like I don't want to jump off? I don't want to jump off this cliff into the water. That kind of fun, or just the spontaneous stuff? Just the spontaneous playing around, wrestling. Okay, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, that's significant. But but it's, it's a, changing. It's it's, it's a small even, price to pay. Yeah, and it's changing. It is. It is. That's that, what's exciting. That's got to be a fun journey for you to see it coming back. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, brother. Okay, let me ask you a delicate question. Okay. Do you ever fear that this that this recovery is going to stop or worse? Do you ever fear that one day they're going to tell you you're declining again? Mm. Do you fear that? I've never even thought about that. You haven't. No way. That's a fantastic thing. No. Tell I... me why you haven't thought about that. Because that's just not the trajectory where I'm going. Amen. I, I'm just, I'm that way. Yeah. That's where I'm going. Oh, fantastic. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so somebody is, is, is listening to you right now, watching you right now. Yeah. And they're thinking, my wife was just diagnosed with Alzheimer's last week or last month, or my brother-in-law has early onset Alzheimer's. What's your advice to a person in that situation? I share with them, um, get a diagnosis. Yes. And then I tell them, you've got to get in touch with this book right here. The End of Alzheimer's. The End of Alzheimer's with Bredesen. Hit the um, New York bestseller list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I share with them and encourage them to, um, if I can, if I know them well, I share with them about those four that we just talked about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Have you known people who have got on the program because they've learned about you and heard about your recovery? Yeah, I, I put it on post. I put it on Facebook, and I had yeah. several people contact me, and a number of people who have been asking me and, and with questions, and it's been pretty humbling. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Do you see a return to pastoral ministry one day? Do you hope for that, or has that ship sailed? How do you feel? You know, I've, I probably think that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that I'm going to continue in ministry. Okay. Um, I see myself being kind of a, a Paul tent maker kind of a thing. All right, sure. Yeah, we, and we as a family, we're looking at starting a, a family business. Right, good. And so in, in somewhere in there, um, I'm thinking that ministry is going to... Um, uh, what, what word would I say? It's going to arise. It's going to arri- arrive or arise in there, and there'll be ministry opportunities. Yes, absolutely. And that's really exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it amazing that God has made the human body in such a way that mm. when sin strikes, there are frequently, I use that word carefully, can't say always because that just isn't true. There are frequently methodologies, methods, treatments, interventions that can be employed, even natural, to bring restoration where the results of sin have Mm. done their damage. Isn't that a phenomenal thing? It really is. What have you learned about God through this journey, or what has come into clearer focus? Mm. His patience, Mm -hmm. His love, His kindness. Unfailing. Unfailing, yeah. and even even if we're in the worst, he still loves us. He's and he hasn't walked. He hasn't left us. Yeah, and that is such a. Hey, let me ask you this. Yeah, 
What would this journey have looked like for you? This is this is unknowable, but sure. let, let, let's ask the question. What do you think this journey would have looked like for you if you had no God to lean on? You understand my question, yeah. right? If you were not a man of faith, if you were not a Christian believer, how do you think you'd have coped with this journey? Oof. I, I, I don't think I could. Yeah. There's just no way. That's, that's speaking to me. That's me speaking. Sure, sure. Amazing Hey, hey what's tomorrow going to look like? Hey, here's what I say. Yeah. Um, yesterday's history. Yeah. Tomorrow's a mystery. But today is the day we got. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yes. That's right. So, that's like, right. so like tomorrow, I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, hey, brother. Uh, when you got this diagnosis, were you looking forward to tomorrow when you knew that you were declining? What, what did tomorrow feel like then? Were you hopeful about tomorrow when, when, when you're going deeper into deficit? How did that look? How did that feel? I just loved just every day. Imagine it had to be a little tough, though, right? I mean, there you, were there you, were days. You go to bed, you go to bed tonight, and someone's taken ten different crayons out of the crayon box. <laughs> Weren't you worried that you're gonna wake up tomorrow morning? There ain't gonna be a blue. There might not be a magenta. The yellow might be gone. Were you concerned about what tomorrow would look like? I, it wasn't fear. I would. I I may be concerned, but it wasn't a fearful concern. It wasn't fear. Yeah. Interesting. And you put that down to. My relationship with him. Amen. Yeah. Hey, this has been a remarkable conversation. Yeah. I've really loved talking with you. It's just so exciting seeing what God has done mm. in your life. Thank How you. How he's blessed you to hear you say that God is faithful even when things are upside down. Hey, thank you for spending your time. Yeah. I pray God will bless you and that each new tomorrow will be filled with his presence. Amen. Pastor, thank you so much. Thank you. What a blessing. Thank you for joining with us. I trust you've been, if you're half as blessed as I've been, then I'm really thankful. He is Pastor Michael Jones. I am John Bradshaw. And this has been our conversation brought to you by It Is Written. 